0: Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church Podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now, please enjoy this message. Let's get started into the sermon. So so it's entitled Just Getting Started. We're going to be talking about my testimony. um, And then next month, we'll be getting into a series entitled Marked. And we're talking about intimacy with the Holy Spirit, what it is to be marked by God, and a life truly changed by him. I'm excited for that. So just getting started. Uh, we've been talking about our story and, and God working in us and moving in us, and, and I believe that there's been some life-changing things that has happened, some life-changing stories we've heard. But I begin to think about this, and the question of, what do, you think of you, when you, what do you think of when you think of your story, of what's happened in your own life? Most of us, now, you know, most of us will immediately go to the negative things that have taken place. All right, well, this is what I've been through, and this is what I'm going through, and this is what happened to me. And, and, and what we do is we take those things that have happened to us, and we begin to tie them into our future in a sense of, well, because I was like this in my past, I'm always going to be like this, so I can never really be used for something great. My story's not that great, right? Like... You ever have dreams and aspirations for your life and you look ahead and you're like, man, I'm not where I wish I was. I'm not as good as a father as I wish I was. I'm not as good of a husband as I wish I was. I'm not as good of a leader as I would. We look ahead and say, man, I'm not like that. I want to be better. Anybody ever have those thoughts, especially in the new year, right? I want to be better. We feel like we haven't arrived yet. Can anybody relate to that? Like, I haven't arrived yet. I, there's some things I still need to do to get. Then God can use me. Then I can make a difference. I feel, do you ever feel insignificant or unimportant? Anybody ever feel that way? That's an, isn't that an ugly feeling? It's, it's an ugly feeling. Whenever I feel like that, I'm just like, it's just nasty. It's just, ugh, God. It's just, and you can't shake it. Do you know, do you know, what I'm saying? guys. It's okay to talk back. Okay, we can talk back to each other. All right. We're just like, yes, yes, yeah, okay. It's okay. I hate feeling that way because what happens is I begin to look at where I want to be and compare it to where I'm where I am right now, and I get very discouraged because I start to see people that are operating in what I want to be one day. And what do we do? We compare. Yeah. But can, can I tell you this? That maybe you're not meant to be there just yet because you're just getting started. Maybe it's the beginning of your season and not the end of your season. Because most of us, what we'll do, because we've been alive a long time or, or living through something a long time, we say, well, I've already been through it, so this is my destination. Could it be that it's not your destination but your starting point? Could it be that we're just getting started? And when God starts something small, that doesn't mean it's unimportant. Just because you're not seen by others doesn't mean you're insignificant. Do not despise small beginnings in Zechariah 4.10, do not despise these small beginnings. I love the way it puts this. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. See, God is starting something in you. And when God starts something, it doesn't stay the way he started it. In the beginning, of, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. It was a simple word that came out from the mouth of God that made what was once nothing into everything we see today. Because the work of God doesn't always start great. It often starts small. What is the earth created of? It's, it's atoms and little molecules and things that are put together to create something that we see with our eyes. But what happens if we look, look deep, deep, deep into it? What is it? Something small. Because what God does is he takes something small and he speaks into it. And when he speaks into something small... It grows into what it's supposed to be. But we get discouraged because we're starting small. Just because you're starting little doesn't mean you're going to stay that way. My wife is pregnant with our fourth baby. Okay, that baby right now is little. But if I look at my little six-year-old, I'm like, I cannot believe that one day that kid was this small. Because even though he's small, it doesn't mean he's insignificant. See, the world will say, oh, I'm going to say this. The world will say, if it's that small, it's not important. Get rid of it. Just because it's small doesn't mean it's not important. Just because you're starting small doesn't mean there's not something great attached to your life. Just because you're in a season where you feel insignificant doesn't mean that's your destination. Maybe you're just getting started because God finds value in the small things we look at the big things of life and those that are doing great things and we're like those people must be important but the truth is is God sees just as much value in you as he as he does in the people you compare yourself to He delights in the small things. Psalm 37:1, the Lord directs the step of steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. This is the kind of God that He is. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about the little things that you care about. You know know those things you feel foolish about being irritated by? (laughs) You know, I shouldn't be bothered by that. Nobody, like, maybe it's just me. I've said this before. Nobody's going to care about this, but it really bothers me. Nobody's going to care about what I'm going through because to somebody else, it might seem insignificant or it might not be that big of a deal, but but it it really gets to me. See, those things that you don't want to share with anybody because you feel like they'll call you foolish, they'll call you weak, or they'll they'll tell you just to get over it. He cares about the details of your life because he delights in the things that are small. In the beginning stages, this is God. That nothing, when he connects with nothing, with dark voids, when he speaks, it becomes all that it was created to be. When God connects with nothing. See, dirt connected with the breath of God. Our, can I tell you, when I, when I say that you're destined for greatness because you are, that the greatness that's already inside of you has nothing to do with your talent. It has nothing to do with your abilities. It has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with how you were raised. It has nothing to do with the way you wish you were raised. It has nothing to do with that. The greatness that is inside of us is because of his breath. Because he breathed into dirt. It became something. Because think about this. When he created everything, if we read the book of Genesis, I'm going to read the whole thing real quick. No, I'm not going to read. I'm kidding. But if we look at the book of Genesis, he went through it all, and what does he say? God saw that it was good. Imagine that. Imagine creating the the universe, and like, it's pretty good. (laughs) It's good. But then when he got dust, and when his breath, the living breath of God, was breathed into that dirt, Now, you compare dirt with the universe, but when he breathed into the dirt and it became a living being, God saw it and he said, this is very good. There was something different about this because the greatness that was in the dirt was not because it was dirt or not because God spoke it into existence. The greatness of the dirt was because God breathed it into existence. That it wasn't just his word that that created man. It was his spirit. It was the breath of God. So the greatness that is inside of you has nothing to do with what you can create, what you can do, or what you can't do. The greatness of God that's in you is because he's breathed his living breath into his creation That's why you have value. That's why you have purpose. That's why you have destiny because God breathed into you. You were not created by accident, it wasn't a mistake. You were created on purpose with purpose because the breath of God was breathed into you. I'm trying, Brenda. I'm trying. This is the greatness that we have. It's at the breath of God. What does the scripture say? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. The fullness of God is in you. Oh, did you catch my breath a little bit. <sighs> my, brother, my brother puts it this way. He says, it's not about us getting more of God because we already have all of him. It's about God getting more of you. That makes the difference. That makes the difference. But what we need to do, can I step on some, some toes today? <laughs> I'm just going to take those yeses as yes for everybody, all right? <laughs> A general yes, thank you. Well, I got news for you. I would have done it anyway. And so, <laughs> but we, what we need to do is, is when we talk about greatness, God's destined you for great things. What we, listen, what we do sometimes is we look at the story of God and we make ourselves the main character. <laughs> How many dreams and visions have you had of what God, is, what God can do and seen yourself on the platform? Right? Oh I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Can I tell you this that that some of the people that are not famous, not recognized, you wouldn't even notice them walking down the street are making the biggest difference in the spirit. We have to shift our idea of greatness. We think greatness is about fame and 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 prosperity and influence. But that's not greatness. In the eyes of the world, it is. Now, Jesus puts it this way, Matthew 18, 1 through 5. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom? What a question to ask Jesus, right? How embarrassing is this answer? They're all arguing about... The greatest in the kingdom, right? And he's like, hey, Jesus, like, hold on, guys, listen, listen. Hey, Jesus, he's gonna say, me, watch, guys. Who is the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus is like, somebody bring me that child over there. Because there ain't nobody in this group, <laughs> right? There's, there's nobody here. Anybody got a kid around here? Somebody bring the kid up here. He says, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So what's he doing? He's saying, hey, you guys got your priorities all mixed up. If you would learn to humble yourself, I'm, 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 maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. And if I get in trouble, that's okay. I'm so embarrassed by some Christian arguments on, that I see online. You know what the answer would be to every, all the issues in the world right now? Humble yourself. Everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to be humble. And Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to be great in my eyes, Humble yourself. This is true greatness. This has been great in the kingdom of God. But you know what we're fighting for sometimes? Is we're fighting to be great in the kingdom of self. I want to be great for my own recognition. I want others to see me. And when they look at me, I want them to celebrate what I've done, my accomplishments. That's been great in the kingdom of of self is fighting for fame, recognition, position, honor. This is greatness in the world's eyes, not in the Lord's. I don't want to be great in the world's eyes. What did we read? They, it said, Of whom, whom the world was not worthy. I don't care what the world thinks about me. I don't care. I don't care what somebody thinks about the truth that I preach. Because I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to look great in front of people. I don't care. I care what he thinks about me. My, my, the greatness that I desire is that I would be great in the eyes of the Lord, not in the eyes of people. So what happens when we try to fight for these recognitions and these positions is we become religious. And we begin to use religion as a coattail for greatness and honor. Well, maybe if I have a church and start preaching, and get people around me, maybe then they'll look at me as great. But we become religious. And what does Jesus say? He says, Matthew, this is Matthew 23, 24. He said, blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Because when we're focusing on being great in the kingdom of self, you know what we do? We, we, we don't think about, we don't care about the little details of our lives. We don't care about the details of other people. We, be, we don't care about the little things. We begin to be concerned with the petty things. This is why the church gets so petty sometimes because we're fighting for the wrong kingdom. We care about somebody respecting me. You can't disrespect me. This guy, this guy, church teaching. He, 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 honey, he didn't say hi to me today, so I have to make. That's my deep voice, if you can't tell. <laughs> honey, he, he didn't say hi to me today, and you know, I just feel disrespected. That pastor has no honor. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'll go somewhere where I could, where they, they know what I offer. Oh, this is nobody here, though, guys. Listen, this is not us, right? This is for somebody else, some other some other place, okay? Just. But we care about being disrespected and dishonored, but we never con- confront the sin within our own hearts. That's petty. We care, we get mad at the worship song. They did Rest On Us again. They do that song like every other week. And <laughs> Why are they doing that song so much, man? Okay, he's rested on us right <laughs> <Where's> He's here. <laughs> I love that song, right? <laughs> All right, whatever. It's a good one. It is a good one. Right? Well, listen, listen. We start to critique the worship. Well, oh, see, that song's not really biblical because, according to my theology, and we critique the songs unfazed that we haven't worshiped the Lord in quite a while. That's petty. That's petty. We get mad at people in church and, and I can't believe they're saying this and they're doing that and unconcerned with how we treat others. That's petty. And that's living for the kingdom of self. Caring what other people think about you, what other people say about you and that's our only concern. Not even worried about what God says about you. We have to shift our idea of Greatness. You know, I was talking to Sarah about this today, <clears throat> and I'm almost done, okay? For those of you like, Kay, are we almost to the baptism? Yes, we'll get there soon, all right? <laughs> They're like, they tricked me into coming today. I thought it was just be a baptism. <laughs> this guy's up there yelling at us. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, dismiss those who are being baptized in, in a little bit so you can go change and get ready, and we're going to line up this way, okay? This way. Um, I was talking to Sarah, and, and and you know we've just been hearing like it's it's always unfortunate to hear when people you know when people don't like the church and people leave and and then people you know say things about you it hurts it really does and as a pastor I'm like man I don't have to do this because that hurts. But God did something in me over this weekend, because I was waking up just like sad, like man, this, this sucks, this hurts, this it hurts. It hurts my, it, I don't want to do this, but God did something in me over the weekend, I was praying, and I had this shift, something I've said before, but he like solidified it in my heart, and he said, son, don't worry about what they say about you. Be concerned with what I think about you. This is a shift of perspective because greatness can never be accomplished by your own abilities. Greatness is accomplished when we humbly rely on the Lord. Only then can we do great things for the Lord. It's the Spirit of God who empowers us to be great. It's the Holy Spirit who leads us into greatness. See, greater things that were meant to be done in our lives were never meant to be done by our own abilities. We were never meant to be, you know, solo people walking around doing good things. It only comes through the Spirit of God in us that enables us to do great things. Anything that we can do that's worthwhile that lasts all of eternity, has very little to do with what we know and more to do with who we know. Knowing Jesus and walking with Him, God wants to use your story. He wants to use your testimony. He wants to use your life for great things. Where does this greatness come from? We talk about being empowered by the Spirit. What, what do we mean by that? Jess, if you want to come up, my beautiful wife, for those who don't know. And David, my beautiful friend, for those who don't know. <laughs> We're empowered by the Spirit of God. But where does empowerment come from? What does that mean? In Psalm chapter 91 verse 1 it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, go into your room, And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. See, sometimes we're looking for greatness. God, I want to do great things for you. God, I want my life to count. But we're ignoring the source of that greatness. The source of greatness is found in the secret place. I'll tell you this: <clears throat> people ask, you know, because where I'm, where the church plant that we plants, so they kind of don't grow as quickly. They take some time. And people ask me, "What's like the secret? What, what, did, what happened? How did your, what's going on with your church?" And I said, "I don't know. We just been praying. I don't know. We just been abiding." Any strategy that I've ever had for our church came from, a, came from that secret place. Because I've just been in prayer. But the thing is this, is that we look for greatness in all these different areas. <clears throat> all these different places. We try to get smarter. We try to work harder. We try to, I'm, I'm about to rap. No, I'm kidding. We, we try to do all these different things to, to have greatness in our life. But, but we ignore that source. I love this quote by Ian Bounds. It says, what the church needs today is not more machinery, not new organizations or more and novel methods, but men or women or people whom the Holy Ghost can use. People of prayer people mighty in prayer. The Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through people. He does not come on machinery, but on people. He does not anoint plans, but he anoints people, people of prayer. You want to do some great things for God? You want your life to count? You want it to matter? Then stop ignoring the secret place. Stop ignoring that little closet in your house, the bathroom, the only place you can escape even though you see little fingers from the kids under the door. Get into that secret place and say, God, I've got nothing, but you've got everything. And if I just connect with you, if nothing can connect, just something if God there's a void in my life and if you would just speak a word if you would just speak a word over what I'm going through if you would just speak a word of how I'm feeling I know the nothing the emptiness that I feel will be lit up by your words God will be lit up by your voice God because when nothing connects with God when dirt connects with God, when the insignificant small things connect to the voice of God, you're not, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're just getting started. And when God will touch your life, when God will touch you in the secret place, that's the difference. The secret place. See, some of us, we've traded that secret place For secret sin. In the place where we're supposed to be praying. Now we're sinning. We're bringing pornography into the secret place. We're bringing relationships into the secret place. We're bringing attitudes and grudges and unforgiveness into the secret place. And what do we call it? We call it secret sin. So the place where you're meant to connect with God. You're connecting with everything else. What does the enemy do if he can get you to trade in your secret place? He starts saying, you're nothing. You're just a mistake. You've messed up too many times. You've done too many things wrong. Who are you that God can use you? Who are you? You never went to school. You never finished school. You're not as smart as them. You're not as strategic as them. You're not as influential. And he speaks all these things. And what does he say? You're nothing. But he forgets there was once a dark and empty void that was nothing. But when God spoke, when God spoke, What was nothing became something. You're not nothing. You're just getting started. You may not be as great as you want to be, but that's just because you're just getting started. You're just getting started. This is the greatness of God. That he would take people like us. (laughs) Like us. Like us. Like us, like me. Like, I'm some short guy that, you know, wishes I could dunk playing basketball and I just can't do it. I, I should not be up here doing this, but he takes people. He takes people who are nothing. Who fail at everything else they've ever tried to do takes people like us. And if we would just connect with church, it's not about connecting with me. It's not about even connecting to a good church. It's about connecting to God. Because if you were to co- just connect with God, then he'll speak into your life and everything will change. Everything changes by the power of his voice. By the power of his breath. confident of this very thing that he who begun a good work in you, he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful to finish it. You're not there yet. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. Let, let's stand to our feet. Let's close our eyes. Stand to our feet. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church you can follow us on instagram and facebook at reclaim tx or check us out on our website reclaimchurchtx.com thank you for listening